when when you don't have like a huge stockpile of alcohol <laughs> at home, I think it's fine. Okay. And you, as long as you can show that this is my travel proof, this is my entry record into the country, this uh. I come into the country on this date, you know, I bought this X number of bottles from the mm. um, duty-free store, then I think that's fine. Yeah. Wow. And you can't, you obviously can't drink alcohol on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> not all the restaurants yeah, uh, not not all the restaurants will sell alcohol as well. Yeah, if you are going to order alcohol in the restaurants, are you going to show your alcohol license as no, well? Or? Because the restaurant owner will need to apply for alcohol license. Mm. Yeah. And there are only certain restaurants that can have alcohol license. So like uh Dubai Financial DIFC, Dubai Financial International City. I can't remember the It's full okay, acronym. nobody will Google. Maybe somebody will <laughs> Google. <laughs> so in, in DIFC, the whole prison, mm. if you are operating an F&B there, you can apply for alcohol license. Mm. Uh, or the hotel. Wait. We always want to explore a greener, greener pastra for our next generation. Um, I guess maybe this one also runs in the, in the blood. Like how my parents actually did it for my and my brother. Mm-hmm. For me and my brother um so they first migrated from penang to singapore mm-hmm. right they taught singapore at a okay so i tell you a bit of a rationale of my parents there are many of them who have left right mm-hmm. uh, you see a lot of malaysian chinese that eventually settled down in australia and new zealand okay yeah there is a huge population of malaysians in singapore yeah uh seven thousand of them in middle east so there is a vast population of outgoing mm. non-Malays, right? Mm. So my my parents' objective at the time was they wanted a safe environment for their next generation to grow up. So they left, they came to Singapore. Yeah. Um they taught that the Singapore meritocratic um and non-racial discrimination kind of system will work fairly. Um so that's how I grew up under the system. I was still kind of exposed mm. to some sort of a racial discrimination, right? We we do see a lot of white supremacy. Whereas in, in Singapore, right, I, I felt that if we want to compete on a global platform, because in the past, nobody talked about glo- globalization, right? Yeah. In the past, it's more of a, how do you, it's more focused on domestic mm. economic development. Mm. So you have huge, manufacturing sector that brings up the middle class people right mm. um eventually i think singapore have moved away from the manufacturing sector into service industry and we had a lot of uh, foreign direct investment into singapore as well a lot of mmc established a base in singapore mm, mm. but you can clearly see that there is a white supremacy yes yes i right? can strongly sense that yeah it's oh. it's like all the all the senior executive levels are yeah, I feel it. Predominantly foreigners, right? Professional, yeah. especially. Oh. And I thought, how do I level this playing field for my next generation? Oh. I'm not going to change my skin color. Yeah. And I can't change my skin color. Mm. So how do I change the fact of levering this playing field? Mm. It's not that we are incapable. It's not mm. that we don't have the technical skill sets mm. or the way that we present ourselves, mm. right? So what is the difference that, right? Is it the way that they speak? True enough, they are more charismatic. In, in many ways, when mm. they speak, they speak more confidently. When they do a business pitch, they are very fluent and articulate. Is that something 
that is lacking in our educational system. So I started thinking of all this and I started discussing with my wife. Uh-huh. Singapore system is great in terms of education. Our yeah. context is one of the best in the world. But we are known to be an executional uh-huh. to a task. If somebody gives us a task, we uh-huh. can perfect it, right? We can deliver it on time, on budget, yes. with perfection. Yeah. But if somebody wants to do a business development or strategic leadership mm. or to lead a team, we may not be the first consideration. Yeah. So why? Why so? Why is there such a disparity? Why, why are we being boxed up to mm. a certain capability? Mm. So then I thought maybe it's the way that um, you know, the West brought out their kids, the culture, their exposure. They are yes. taught to be able to voice their opinion oh, from yeah, a very young age. Oh. But I thought Singapore's education system is very westernized, no? The curriculum is westernized, let's put it that way. You the, mean I put it in English? <laughs> <laughs> the curriculum is westernized, oh. but the way that the curriculum is conducted is not. Okay. So you get I, what I mean? Yeah, I can just think maybe it's the same way that Taiwanese got educated, but it's an English version. Yeah, it's like it's like you have a you have a teacher to a class of one is to forty, for example. Yes, yes. When it's one is to forty, how do you expect the forty student yeah. to be vocal in the classroom? Correct. It will be very chaotic, right? Yeah. So that's one. Two is um it is a very authoritarian oh. approach. So when the teacher speaks, the the child can't speak. If the child wants to oh, speak, yes, so then you have to wait for your turn, right? <laughs> yes. Whereas in a Western country, maybe slightly different because their classroom sizes yeah. is smaller. They they focus a lot on more free play and expression of their opinion mm. um, and creativity as well, which we don't really emphasize so much about creativity. We <laughs> we emphasize a lot on on content. On, <laughs> I, I have a question. Like, do teachers here actually encourage the students speaking up, or is this something that they don't really prefer? I don't know. That I have to speak to my friends who are teaching in schools at the moment. Okay. Uh, maybe I mean, maybe based times on your have experience Before, how about before previously? Not not when I was a student, for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, if you voice out too often, then the teacher will think that you are disrupting the class. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, so why why do you have to come back? If that is a reason, then you should stay in Dubai, no? Yeah, but Dubai, I at that point after a couple of years, I thought the economy was not self sustaining. Uh huh. Um, they were really? very much sustained based on oil. They, it's a it's a non taxable country, so they don't have GST at the time, right? Or in oh. other countries, it's known as VAT. They don't have that. They don't have income tax. Mm. Um, so a lot of the... they don't have income, income taxes. Not not so bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good for it's good for us who are working there. There's zero income tax. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. It's a safe haven for a lot of the Western Westerners as well. Yes. So a lot of them actually went to Dubai to work uh-huh. for a good number of years, like 10, 15 years. Eventually, they go back to uh like UK or to their European countries to retire. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's a common thing. That the majority of the expat will do that. Another solid evidence that you should stay there, right? No. Y- yes and no. I thought if I were to settle down to have a family there, healthcare system is one of my consideration. Oh. So the healthcare system 
pales in comparison to Singapore. I wasn't confident in the healthcare system. Uh, their education system, there were a lot of international schools, is a very transient place because there's a lot of expats coming in and out every couple of years, right? Mm. Even the teachers who are teaching at international schools are expats. Yeah. And there is a high rotational basis, right? Yes. So one batch of teachers will come in, the Number other batch. High. Yeah. yeah. So then you are worried about the attitude, uh, the culture, uh, the sense of identity that you that uh, that your next generation will, will have. So I thought, nah, maybe Dubai is too transient as a place. It's mm. good to work to gain exposure, but it's not a good place to settle down for a family. Found it. Yeah. Because even for kids, a, a lot of my friends who, whom I saw, they have kids growing up to maybe about 16, 17 years old. They finished their formative education in Dubai. Yeah. Then they will go back to your home country to do their universities. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they will definitely leave Dubai for universities, or some of them Why? leave even earlier to do their A levels. Why? Um, why didn't just? Oh, why didn't they stay there for their university? Why? Quality, probably, oh. and the choices of the universities that you can go to. There, there are a lot lesser university choices. I in, okay. Yeah. I see, but I think it also depends on their nationality right if they are australian then for sure they can just go back correct like, so cost is also another consideration mm. yeah so then so i left market rate actually is quite high in a sense huh? the market rate in dubai in terms of salary or in terms of in terms of like you know price on the streets that kind like food or oh okay so standard of living wise huh? we actually felt without kids at the time mm. We thought Singapore was more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of accommodation, car. So you guys as food. well, but you are like citizen. So you No, it's more expensive. When I came back, I actually felt everything here is more expensive than in Dubai. Oh. Yeah. But then again, my disposable income was higher in Dubai. So perhaps that was also one of the reasons why. Mm. When I came back to Singapore, I had to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus I have to pay tax and CPF contribution. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So and I had I had multiple cards, right? It's yeah. not just a straight off How pay card. How much percentage but... that you guys have to pay for CPF contribution? Twenty percent. Twenty percent as Every a month. citizen. Yeah. Okay. So regardless of gender, everybody is the same. Twenty percent. Mm. Okay. But it also depends 20, on your salary, 20%, right? Twenty percent, but it capped at six thousand. Oh. Yeah. So if you earn more than six thousand, uh-huh. they will still tax you twenty percent based on six thousand. That's not bad. It's still a substantial <laughs> oh my god he's staring <laughs> at me audience <laughs> ah, okay got it yeah i mean think about it like six thousand twenty percent of six thousand that's thousand two hundred dollars that's a lot man that's that's a lot of money tell me about it as a <laughs> <ordinary>. <laughs> yeah mm. and you can't you can't use this money i mean you can use it to purchase a home mm. but you can't use it until you are what 65 when you start drawing down can you use it on your health care uh minimum minimum withdrawal so like my son is going for mri scan Mm. the mri scan will easily cost about two thousand plus but my what's the citizen yeah okay Uh, but you have insurance right yeah yeah, i bought insurance for him so that's been covered yeah but if i had not bought insurance for him Mm. then my uh, Medi, Medi safe will only be 
able to allow me to deduct five hundred dollars a year wow, to cover really his cost. So oh. it barely covers anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so I left Dubai, then I went to UK. Yeah. Thinking that uh, at that point in time UK had Brexit, right? Mm. Uh is is going to level the playing field mm. for a non-EU citizen to be going. Yeah, so I left Dubai because I thought Dubai's economy was artificially inflated mm. um, and it wasn't very sustainable uh, and I saw there was a decline in fact and I had a good three years of experience in Dubai already so I thought what what's next mm. so when I was planning my career um, it's all about are you able to connect the dots and to tell a convincing story mm. after a good 10 years right mm. um, so for the high flyers that did very well academically, they usually enrolled themselves into some sort of a management training program, mm. right? Be it with Unilever, Porter & Campbell, or any of those mega mm. MNC companies, right? Mm. And they will rotate you, they will send you to different countries, different mm. departments to expose you to different, um, different business line within the organization. So I thought, how do I do that for myself? Mm. I, I started off in an SME, uh, in a startup, not even an SME. I started off in a startup. Mm. Then I went into an SME consultancy yes. firm. Then I joined an MNC consultancy firm. Uh. And the next one up is probably a client side, right? A client role. Mm -hmm. And also looking at geographically, I had four and a half years in Southeast Asia and mm. APAC. I had three years in Middle East and north africa so i thought okay so why not i do a next three year cycle in europe oh wait is it a plan that was my plan that i planned for myself yeah. global i mean to say excluding uh america right but the rest of the yes. continents uh, i pretty much cover the half the world yeah. APEC, uh, India. oh india you still have india yeah i mean india is another <laughs> <laughs> animal altogether, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's one huge uh. market. Yeah. Hey, but you didn't really work in, in the UK, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I went there to do my master's as mm. a stepping stone. Because mm -hmm. first, I, I recognized that it was extremely, extremely difficult because UK, especially London, is such a cosmopolitan city. Mm. Being a Singaporean in London, you are a very small fish in an ocean mm, 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 it's mm. so competitive that regardless of your past experiences mm. uh, they are all disregarded if you want to work in uk you have to start from scratch mm. that's that's what i realized okay uh, so i went there to do my master's first to fulfill a childhood aspiration um and and a, and a inner calling because I, I always wanted to do some sort of a master's yes. in uh, construction management. Okay. So I, I did that anyway. Mm. But within a year, I made a conscious effort to do a lot of networking uh, and to try to see for opportunity to see whether I can actually continue working in London. Mm. But that's when I realized that it's so competitive that everybody disregard mm. your past experiences that mm. you have to start from scratch one mm. way or another. And I wasn't ready to take that plunge. I had already took a plunge of doing one 
gap year, one year of a gap year, right? So thinking of the opportunity cost, which is my sal salary foregone for one year, plus all the expenses that I pay one year for accommodation, yeah. for school fees mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. living expenses, yes. I cannot take another 75% pay cut of my last drawn salary mm. if I were to do just to stay in London, mm. to take up a junior position in London, start all over again, mm. a 75% pay cut, not considering the amount of tax that I need to pay, <laughs> it will completely derail my entire family planning. Yeah. Because at a point I had already married to my wife for mm. three years. Wow. Right. So we, we married. How old did you get married? So so we were we were separated for a year. When I first went to Dubai, <laughs> we were not sure. married yet. Yeah. Right. So uh -huh. I went to Dubai, she was in Singapore. Yes. Then I settled her down in Dubai. I told her, say, look, I think my career is stable in Dubai. Uh -huh. I need another couple of more years uh -huh. to see how it will flourish and to see the result. Yeah. She moved over. Yes. So we got married and then she moved over. Okay. We stayed in Dubai together for two years. Uh -huh. How I, old were you? I was... Back then. I was 31. Oh. When I got married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I'm the so. same yeah. age, right? No, she's five years younger than me. Whoa, she's younger, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, not bad, man. <laughs> so when I went to London, uh, she stayed in Dubai. So she was working in Dubai already. Then I went to London. So we repeat the same process. I will always uh, go first okay. to, ex to explore, explore the uncharted uh, water. And then she'll follow you. And then once I set her down, uh, then she'll follow me. Yeah. Yeah. But... Obviously, the second attempt didn't work out in UK. Uh, uh, uh. So then we decided, okay, what's next? Will Dubai be the place? Uh -huh. Then we realized, no, Dubai probably not. Yeah, so we so said, okay, let's come back, back to Singapore to then. Singapore. Anyway, at the time, we had already bought a house. Mm. Uh, we had a place to stay in Singapore. Yeah. So we came back anyway. Uh -huh. So in life, right, it is always about 天时地理人和 yeah. yeah. About timing. Uh. It's about, yeah, context. it's about timing and connection. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Regardless that of is how true. capable you are, what kind of qualification that you have. Sometimes it's about like opportunity. Yeah. Whether the opportunity to needs to present. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm. But you can't always wait for opportunity to present by itself. Yeah. You have also got to Prepare actively yourself. search for it. So pre preparation is one thing. Mm. But searching for opportunity is another. Yes. So how do you search for opportunity is putting yourself out in front, proactively making connections, yeah. knowing people, mm. uh, not just building connection for yourself, building it, but building genuine connection that you can maybe develop into a friendship or whatnot in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, you never know what will actually present back to you. So approach it with an open mind and an open heart i would mm. say expect no return mm. but be surprised when there is a return actually that is a very good ending you know <laughs> i was like okay it's about time we need to do something and then you started to just share and then finish all the ending part <laughs> okay maybe last advice that you could give to our audience is if someone uh is looking for a job in dubai or like looking for opportunities maybe they want to study in dubai they kind what kind of i don't know like uh helpful suggestion that you would give to those people i think 
it is extremely difficult if you want regardless of whichever country regardless whether it is is it dubai uk uh, uh. whichever country that you have in mind right yeah in terms of relocation wise it will be very difficult if you blindly apply for a job overseas mm. yeah you need to first consider study first or you can some- you can first mm. enter the country as a student to work mm. so us is a good example us is a two years master's program but they naturally <clears throat> extend your green card for one more year green card yeah you don't yeah. have green card oh sorry no green card your student visa or whatnot do you call that for three three months i think no one year really yeah so you you have up to if 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 my memory don't fail me you have maybe up it's to like one a long time ago from what i heard is three months is that uk or us i'm talking about us you're, you're talking i'm talking about, about us also oh yeah yeah, yeah. US because also- uk is three months after you graduate you have to go huh because yeah. I just did an episode with my friend and she is a fresh graduate uh, in the US right now. So And she said actually the term is around like three months. But like it's very hard because they wouldn't just give out their sponsorship to a foreigner. They would have to publish their job advertisement to see if they can find local talents in their country. Okay, maybe that has changed. But at the time when I was doing research, maybe about So you did consider years. to yeah. work in the US? Yeah. So four years ago when I did my research, uh, they allow you to extend one year Hmm. after you graduate. So within that one year, you have the time to uh, look for a job. And the company don't need to sponsor your visa because you have a valid one-year visa after you graduate. So they can try you out for one year first. Mm -hmm. And if they like you, you have one year to prove your worth. And if they like you, they will extend it for you. The company will will continue to sponsor your visa after that. So that's what I thought of the experience between US and UK. Looking back, I actually think US is more open-minded than UK. In hindsight, wow. But that is more expensive as well. Correct. So from the financial point of view, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much you have. La. <laughs> Maybe you are rich. <laughs> then so you can discard this point. So that's why I didn't, I didn't consider US in the end, right? Mm. I, I, I took a gamble. I went to UK instead. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have regrets? No, not really. No, I, I, no. I think everything just turned out fine. Money, okay. I mean, money it's spent for sure. I would definitely be a lot richer now. Maybe I would have a second property by now <laughs> if I had not done that one year. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I'm serious. The, the amount that I spent... But you can still afford, right? No, I but mean, the amount that I spent on that one year, right? I could yeah. just easily do a down payment for a second property. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. Like, yes. seriously, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and that is also a perk as a city. So, yeah, I would be a lot richer if I not done that. But in hindsight, your success in life is not defined by... Money? Your material possession, right? <laughs> Okay, that is so big. <laughs> but... I mean, so long as you have fulfilled your inner mm. calling and you are yeah. satisfied with where you are in life, mm. that to me is a success. And I value experience more than material possession. Yeah. I think that now I have still, I, I mean, I'm still young. I'm 36. Mm. Official retirement age is 65. I have 29 more years to go. I'm sure <laughs> 29 years is long enough time for me to build up the wealth again for retirement. Yeah. So I'm not in a hurry. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us today in our episode. And the content is very informative. 
forget, if you like our content, please give us a five-star review. And we will see you next time in our next episode. Thank you. Bye. You have to say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>